2: Cheryl, um, we have to blaze through this intro fast yes. because I have an appointment across town, but it's a good episode. It is good. We, we, listen. We learned one thing. <gasps> we learned we one learned thing. We learned one thing
0: and one real thing. It was a real thing that we learned. So. But but by the way, I guessed it. I, I'm so smart that I guessed it properly. Let's get into the episode. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies and jerks, welcome to Holy Hell. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid two thousands. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro.
2: Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries. Is this microphone, I. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs Fiddling
1: faintly. I am the first ever podcast, and <laughs> Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps.
2: Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Cheryl, we're doing it again.
0: Hey, Tig, hey. Hey, Cheryl, hey. Uh, oh yeah, we're doing it again. Oh yeah, we're we doing it again. We are doing. We can't
2: stop now. Mm-mm, not after Tony Hawk. And you know, our listeners, not they may or may not be surprised to hear this, but our numbers, <laughs> are going up exponentially. Do you find that amusing?
0: It's uh, pretty amusing. Yeah. Although I have to say, I love our listeners and I love the um, reviews that they send in, mm-hmm. you know, and they give five stars and they're like, I've learned nothing. Mm-hmm. I actually <laughs> feel like I have forgotten things. Listen, I'm dumber for it. <laughs> Um, but they, but they keep listening, so I am so grateful. And they're clearly something. telling their friends,
2: because our numbers are
0: going up. <laughs> they're going up. up. They're like, if you want to hear something about nothing, tune in. Mm-hmm. No, actually, it's not about nothing. We cover no. some ground. Yeah. It's just usually... Well, don't spoil it. Let people, yeah, okay, if okay. you're just tuning in for yes. the first time... Get ready, because... You're going to learn a lot about our documentary today. But probably more about <laughs> nothing. The 80s or something. Mm-hmm. How does my hair look today? Uh, the Usual, if not mm. crazier. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you have a new cowlick. Is that possible? I don't know. Aren't you born with cowlicks? Did you yeah, sleep but... on your forehead last night? Well, I flew in very late
2: last mm. night. Took a shower, went to bed with wet hair, yeah. and, whoa. you know. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. You know. I need to get my hands in that hair. New,
2: <laughs> Actually, yes. I would love, could I get a trim?
0: Do I need to come over there? And that would your... be amazing. Could you be my new hairstylist? You have to come to me. I'm not driving
2: over I there. I am happy to go to you, but if I did, would you cut my hair? Of course again? I would. Of course okay. I would. Oh, my God. I would love if that is just a new chapter to our friendship, as you are now my hairstylist. <laughs> if people are like, who cut your hair? And I'm like, well, have you seen Curb Your Enthusiasm? <laughs> Actually, not just Curb Your Enthusiasm. And I have to tell you, I was on a flight, as I told you, last yeah. night. I was just flying through the air, yeah, minding my own beeswax. beeswax. And the person in front of me... Is watching
0: Oh, flight attendant?
2: Yeah, that's oh. my friend Cheryl on the screen in front of me on a flight. So I can now say, yeah, the uh yeah, I've the seen actor that. from uh <laughs> Oh yeah, now I've seen
0: <laughs> I, I saw the flight, flight attendant. attendant. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I was just on a flight and the flight attendant said, I just watched you on flight attendant. It's like, Whoa, this, this is, is meta is is very meta. Tig, should we just mm-hmm. get right into? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, today we are talking about the documentary Holy Hell. Yeah. <laughs> I had never heard of it. Me either. But I cannot wait to talk to you about this. <laughs> Holy Hell is a 2016 documentary film directed by Will Allen, mm-hmm. using footage that Allen shot over the 22 years that he was a member of the Buddhafield cult. It paints a disturbing picture of the group and its charismatic leader known as Michelle. Holy Hell premiered at Sundance and is available to watch... Charismatic? <laughs> they are using that term very loosely. Yeah. It's available available to watch on Amazon Prime. Oh, I, there are so many. I, oh, Holy Hell. Oh. <laughs> okay, so... Listen, we're not spilling any beans by saying this is about a cult. Wasn't that already in the intro that you just oh, read? did? It just say that. <laughs> oh <laughs> oh <no>. yeah, <laughs> I wasn't listening. No, no, you're right. you did. <laughs> I just said it. <laughs> oh god! Well, the thing is about these cults. Yeah, it seems like, and tell me what you think. Is there anybody who's ever when they're in it? saying yeah i'm in a cult Mm. it seems like they say oh no it's not a cult it's a movement i
2: feel like if i was in a book club (laughs) and we were meeting regularly and all growing beards i would start to question is this a cult but you know what i mean like i I, i feel i don't know but what's really interesting is it seems like cults i mean it starts with an appealing situation. Yeah, it's like jumping in the water I and I know, they're all running swimming through the around forest
0: and they in, uh, in and they speedos. just want to love each other and they just That want to...
2: would be my first tip off that something was weird. If I showed up. This mm. is my my gut. Reaction. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I wouldn't have shown up to something where we were in search of God or something, but right. if it was like just goodness and Kindness right. and fun and great people. I would be, oh, I'm going to show up. That sounds, I'm interested. Yeah. But if our leader or the person that is getting us all together mm-hmm. is wearing a Speedo. At all times. At all times. At all times. All times. I would feel like. Hey. Hey.
0: Hey, Tig, hey. You yeah, put yourself it's almost, aside and say, hey, Tig, hey. Hey, Tig, hey. I need to have a talk with myself. Your leader is in a Speedo.
2: <laughs> that would be my first thing because I would even say it's weirder to be a leader in a Speedo than to be a, a naked
0: leader. Right. A naked leader sounds less Bizarre. Yes, it sounds justifiable. It's like, look, this is how I was born. Yes, it's natural. But when you put a Speedo on your leader. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's like, I just, I'm going to just only cover my junk. Only this part of me.
2: Something weird is on the horizon.
0: Yeah. But of course you couldn't help think about, oh, what's his name from that other one? (laughs)
2: Of course.
0: And the other ones, and the other one, it's the same story over and over it's where these usually like people, a white uh, like a It's always white. It's a white guy. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of white people in search of belonging. Yeah. Listen, it's a tough world out there and yes.
2: you people want to belong and yes. I you know, as much as I am not I run very quickly if if there's a neediness or a need to like i need you know i need something or but i also understand we're in a gig on a gigantic planet yeah in a uh, outer space goes on forever correct yes it's a big world
0: yes so when you
2: find someone you connect with You want to hold on. Or if you
0: haven't found people to connect with, you want to find them. Search for them. Yeah. So sometimes these cults, from Mm -hmm. our experience, they start out with people having good intentions and just wanting to be better people, find love Mm -hmm. and find acceptance. And it starts out that way. And you think, this is fantastic. I hope the yeah. next two hours goes on and on, just like.
2: This. I mean, I was like, I'm all in. What is this place? This sounds fun. I mean, the speedo's the speedo. Uh, that is a li- <laughs> say no more. <laughs> <laughs> it, the movie should have been called the Speedo, because what's his name with the that
0: played volleyball with his knee pads yeah. and his Michael Keith, or Keith Raniere Keith uh, from Nexium. Oh, yeah. I'd remember that one. It, whether it's volleyball or ballet. Oh, yeah. So this guy, we haven't even told you. We haven't even told you.
2: And no offense to people that wear Speedos, no. but it is just not the appropriate outfit to lead people into
0: oh. um, nirvana. <laughs> <laughs> We'd prefer you be nude. Yes. If you're going to do it, don't.
2: And I'm not it's asking that you be
0: nude. <laughs> I I I
2: would say, you know, throw on a robe or something. Yes, but even robes get a little creepy because then those are the kind of outfits where somebody goes and he was
0: wearing a robe. You know what I
2: mean? So naked and robe and speedo. I feel like a
0: robe. That's what you would think. No, you would think a robe. Like, oh, this guy has so much self-assurance he doesn't need pants he can walk around in a robe and feel fantastic that's the guy that's like okay i'm listening (laughs) (laughs) i've had plenty of men
2: listen with pants on
0: (laughs) okay so so this guy will Mm. he was always fascinated with life and death he was raised as a catholic he started making movies when he was a kid oh so this is will the filmmaker.
2: Yes. That we're talking about. And his
0: voice sounds so much like Ira Glass. <laughs> oh. You know what? It's funny that you say that because while I was watching this film, yeah. for whatever reason, at some point I would be watching these people and I I would feel like, oh, I know that person. Oh, mm-hmm. I think I've I think I've met them at a party. <laughs> I felt <laughs> like I knew every Well do you hang out in Austin? Mm, no. Because it seems like Yeah, that's the So, uh, he started making movies as a kid, and um, he felt lost after finishing film school. He moved back home, and his mom kicked him out for being gay. This is the filmmaker. Right. And this has nothing to do with anything about this documentary.
2: I just heard footsteps outside my office. Yeah. And I started to get a little like, oh no, what if Max or Finn walk in and interrupt the podcast? Yeah. And I just realized... They don't do that anymore. Aww. They're so old and mature that they wouldn't just walk in and Aww. stare at me while I'm recording a podcast and be like, when are you going to come down? When are you going to be finished? They get it. Yeah.
0: That's cute.
2: Anyway, um, um. <laughs>
0: it just hit me where I was like, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay. Anyway. In 1985, a group of young people, desperate to escape the yuppie culture of the 80s, banded together in search of spirituality and found Mm. family. They called themselves the Buddha Field. Mm -hmm. They yearned for more from life and were led by, quote unquote, the teacher, also known as Michelle. Slash Speedo. (laughs) The Speedo. The Buddha Field members described Michelle as soft, still, and beautiful. This is where I always I at the end of the film I almost wanted to start over <laughs> because I don't. What do you un- mean in life? I just want to start over in life. I, no, I don't understand how the how they start these cults. What is that first conversation of just a weird guy in a speedo saying, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, meet me in the woods." <laughs> Meet me in the woods. I know some things about some things. I can introduce you to God. I would say no thank you. Hey, you know, quit looking at my Speedo. <laughs> Just meet me in the woods.
2: I can introduce you to God.
0: How does it start? Well, now,
2: Cheryl, I yes. mean, you have to be, not you specifically, but aren't most people looking for more out of life and the answer, what is life and... When this movie started out, how were you feeling when he, when Will was describing what he was searching for? Because I was really like, oh, I was energized. I was like, yeah, what is life? Right. What are we doing? Right. Where do we go? What do we? Who do we talk to? What? do, Yeah. I, you know, I, I want to know. I yeah. want to
0: feel more. I want to. I want to dig feel deeper. Free. Yeah, feel free to sing with a group of people in a field, even though you're not a good singer. Do I, don't, I, mean, uh, I don't want to do for? that, but I mean, what are you searching for? do you feel that way? Or do you feel on autopilot?
2: You're going through life. You're doing your job. You're, you know. I
0: feel like I'm gently searching. Mm-hmm. So I think all the answers for me come from the universe around me. Mm-hmm. So. I don't feel like I need to go on a journey to find somebody to lead me to those answers.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's that's just me. But I do think that that one should be mindful and thoughtful and be open to looking and receiving mm-hmm. signs and answers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is that what you think? Or what what do you think? Are you, are you searching?
2: I mean... I think I'm always, I guess, gently searching is a good way of putting it. But I have moments where I'm like, I gotta, I need some friggin' answers. I gotta get into something somewhere with some. Pe- I gotta, I gotta feel something else. You mm-hmm, know, like mm-hmm. I gotta do something else. I got, mm-hmm. I gotta something else has to.
0: Yes. I mean, what's going on? I need a change. Yeah. And I've been through times where I'm like, I don't care what happens next, but it cannot be the same thing that I did today Mm because I need a huge change.
2: I guess I'm just saying I really connect with the searching. So I understand the vulnerability that people experience. Because if somebody is speaking the right language for you and promises something or possibility of something... You know, I know for myself with the vulnerability I've had with health and my body and mm-hmm. and food and all of that stuff, I I would follow a speedo into the woods. But we'll be right back. <laughs> we will be right back on Tig and Cheryl True Story.
1: This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash pods. That's p-h-i-l-o dot tv slash p-o-p-p-o-d-s to get 50% off your first month. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital.
0: And we are back. Okay, we are back. Here we go. So, this guy, Mike, uh, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because he, he has a very odd accent. Did you find mm-hmm. well, it? Well, Indian? It felt, yeah,
2: it felt somewhere between French and Indian mm-hmm. at different times. Mm-hmm. Maybe have. I was just reading French because of Michelle.
0: Mm, yes. You know? I think it was a mix of a lot of things Mm -hmm. uh, that will be revealed later. Don't do anything. Say anything. So the members of the Buddha Field lived together. They fed one another. They worked out together. They all pitched in financially. And then Will became the Buddha Field's filmographer.
2: Look, and if you are in a pile of people that are like-minded, helping out... You're nurturing each other. You're taking turns making dinner. Yeah. That's it's nice. It's
0: nice. It sounds appealing. Yes. So these these guys were so happy. And mm-hmm. it was a little odd that they were all very attractive. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Yeah. But one of the things that Michelle would teach them is that they were not supposed to have sex mm-hmm. with anyone. Mm-hmm. Well, why, I can't remember why <laughs> Why did he say they weren't allowed to have It was like a It was just Oh uh, a, a distraction like a sh- Yeah And you're better than that Basically uh-huh. And they obsessed over Michelle Oh and then there was one guy Julian Who really wanted to serve Michelle And he said what can I do for you and, Oh yeah And Michelle said the thing that you can do for me Is to make a fruit salad for me every morning Mm-hmm. And Julian was uh, thrilled. And they showed pictures of his fruit salads.
2: (laughs) They were quite intricate. They
0: were uh, beautiful. Mm -hmm. He did the Last Supper Mm -hmm. fruit salad. He did, he would do animals. He would. It was art. It was art. And then he said that one day he saw somebody. (laughs) It's not funny. I'm being Mm -hmm. immature. But it's not yeah. funny. Slide the fruit salad into a blender. I mean, imagine. <laughs> you. I mean, you just, you spend two hours on mm-hmm. the Last Supper as a fruit salad, and then you see it, you know, going into a blender. And I
2: I think we all know I'm not a religious person, but that, I could tell, looked like the Last Supper.
0: Oh, I mean. What he. He was a very gifted mm-hmm. fruit salad maker. Mm-hmm. And so the whole community would just swirl around michelle what can we do for him what can we do and they would uh they would do everything for him and michelle was um a uh, bastard i was gonna say ballerina oh but is it proper to call a male ballerina no a baller what i'm not gonna say ballerino because i'm not gonna sound stupid okay um what do you call a male ballerina sounds like it's a feminine word no
2: well, let's be honest there are a lot of feminine men <laughs> doing ballet.
0: I guess there's no way to know. Maybe Thomas can look it up for us. So. Mm. Oh, a, a danseur. I think he just made that up. But, but ballerino, ballerino. Oh, is, is also, also correct. <gasps> oh my god, for once I was I was right. He was a ballerino.
2: <laughs>
0: but again, <laughs> picture calling michelle
2: a ballerina (laughs) and him caring oh no
0: he wouldn't he would i actually think he probably would not like being called a ballerino right i've never heard anyone my mother
2: was a ballerina
0: yes i've never heard the word ballerino but
2: (laughs) it's also it wasn't a world of hers that i was neck deep in right but she never said i was
0: a ballerina
2: when i was four
0: you were when i was four and you never heard your mother say, I've got to go to rehearsal, the other ballerino is already there.
2: Well, if she were to say the other ballerino is already there, oh, then, then that that's implying that she's then a ballerino.
0: The, but
2: the, uh, the I have ballerino. to go because the ballerino there, is there. There is a ballerino there. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh-uh.
0: Never came up. You know what? I, we, I feel like we all learned something today for once. Yeah. Okay. I, I think we could end it right here. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Are you saying forever for the whole
2: show? What if we did end that abruptly? We just signed off and never... We got one thing right and we never recorded a show again.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay, okay. So the thing is, in this documentary, the people that are in the documentary, and I have to give them a lot of credit because these people were in this cult, and now mm. they are in this documentary, and that takes a lot of courage. They didn't know they were in a cult when they were in a no. cult. No. But yeah. they. But some of them would say, we, we used to laugh and think, oh, if this is a cult, you know, who cares because we're having so much fun. Yeah. Not those words. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, nobody would ever quote you on anything, <laughs> I don't think. But... They all would say that this guy, Michelle, could like hypnotize them, put them in sort of a trance Mm -hmm. and make them feel euphoric. He would do, you know, he would like lay his hands on their heads and Mm -hmm. they would fall over and it seemed like across the board, they all agreed Mm -hmm. that they all experienced that.
2: Yeah. And so do you think there is something there with energy or...
0: Um, Yeah, it's interesting. I was thinking about that too. I was thinking about that. Well, I don't know if it's that, if one person is Mm -hmm. paying so much attention to another person, right? And they all were. So they're all gathered around one person. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of positive energy that that one person is receiving. It must feel like love and probably euphoric because... All of these people are wanting the very best for you. And right. I mean, I imagine it's, you feel something. What do you think?
2: You, you must. I, I, I don't know. I, I was thinking about, you know, there's a lot of intense eye contact. That Michelle does? Or yeah. that he does
0: to the camera.
2: Well, I saw him doing it. To people? With people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe it reminded me of people like that. Just the staring, you know, and... <laughs> Do you like that staring? Do I?
0: Yeah. Do you like it when um, somebody's like looking into your soul?
2: If it's my wife. But uh, but if it's a guy I'd, in a Speedo? I'd rather, yeah, somebody a in a Speedo Fox glance away from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I would imagine that there's some sort of transference of... Um, Energy. Even if it's from your own you feel something. it's intense i'm sure there's intensity there
0: yeah i was at a um baby shower once doesn't matter where it was but they had a psychic in a little tent on the front yar- mm. in the front yard and one by one you would go in and you would sit down with the psychic and i and i would think sounds very hollywood <laughs> anyway but i would think how could this person possibly you know, know anything? But then, when I really took a step back and started thinking about it, I mean, I'm sure every person that comes into that tent comes in with, you know, some sort of energy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure if somebody's walking in there and they're hoping to find love, or they're going through a breakup, or they don't have a job, or they're hope, you can probably read it when they come in don't you think Mm. i feel like i would be a pretty good psychic i think if i (laughs) had a tent a tent at a party in a front yard and you lined everybody up and one by one let's do
2: it let's (laughs) do it oh my gosh let's throw this party and you're the psychic. Yes. We'll, we'll we'll invite five of our own friends. Okay. And they'll each go in to the tent and see well, what it you can't say. be
0: five of our. It has to be people I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, you you invite five people that I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna I'm gonna take a moment. I'm gonna soak yeah. in their energy, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say, "Here's what I'm getting from you. Mm-hmm. You want more out of life. <laughs> you want well, <laughs> you want." A love that you never question. You want more money. To, you want more money. You want to be recognized for your hard work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I, if I said that to every person, they would walk out of there going, She knows what she's talking about. I paid her double.
2: <laughs> Did I tell you I went on one of those psychic TV shows? What? What do you mean? (gasps) We have to go on a break, and we will be right back to find out what happened when I saw a psychic.
1: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: And we are back on Tig and Cheryl talking about holy hell sometimes. Okay. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I went on one of those TV shows and talked to a psychic. Yes. And I went in with every bit of my being open to it. Okay. Stephanie is into psychics. Yeah. And I just thought this'll be this'll be great and I can't wait to
0: to receive you know. something.
2: Yes. Everything Uh-oh. that the psychic said yes. was incorrect. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> everything and the episode never aired
0: are you serious yeah
2: yeah I'm certain that they were just like what are we gonna do with this
0: and what were you saying were you e was this person saying something like I'm seeing uh...
2: it was something
0: where I was like uh, how will my health be
2: and the response was Good, you're very strong and healthy, and and you and and I was like, oh, okay, great, and so there's nothing. I can't remember what was said, but it was implied that there was never any health issues um, in my life, and then didn't know that my parents were dead. Uh, didn't pick up on that. I was like, what about my parents? And it was just it, everything was so off that it was it was so uncomfortable. And
0: would you say Mm-mm,
2: that's not right? I would say well my parents are, are dead and then the response was well well there you remember their old dynamic of how <laughs> your your mother would be you know griping about this and your dad and I was like well they split up when I was 6 months old so but I but that's not their personality like my mother <laughs> but they, there was nothing about the dynamic that was being described that they were watching over me and, like, going back and
0: forth with their...
2: <laughs> and was, those crazy
0: old dynamics from when yeah, you were six yeah. months old. That's yeah. so weird. Do you think that person was just having a, an off day? I or-
2: don't know. But I was so bummed because I really went in very interested and excited to, you know... And then you were like,
0: nah, yeah, fuck it. But it proved that she didn't Google me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the good news. Yeah, she did not Google you. No, there was no way for. And she should have. She. This is the one time she should have known. There was no way for her to know. There, but there was. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Michelle, mm-hmm. he would say that he can get these people that he selected mm-hmm. to see God. The knowing, the day of the knowing. yeah. So the people that were chosen were thrilled beyond belief and they all said, yes, I I was euphoric. I had this, you know, I really felt it and then he started started encouraging people to detach from their families. Also he would charge50 dollars a week for
1: therapy. therapy.
0: By the way, that's pretty cheap. <laughs> I I was I was truly,
2: I mean, I know there was so much Bat- horrific stuff, stuff but, going on, but, but I was, was also like, whoa.
0: Wow. $50 therapy. Can I get in? I mean. What if you walked in and your therapist was sitting in a Speedo and shoes and socks? Uh-huh. Would you be like, mm, okay, well, listen, it all started in my childhood. Or would <laughs> you? Or would you say, you know what? Can you cover yourself? It all yourself? started here in this cult. <laughs> I was fine until I got here. I can't believe I'm paying you. Neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. So it's a point in. They were all. They, this was happening in California. This was happening in West Hollywood, and uh, at some point, a group found out about this uh, Buddha field. And there was a guy, I guess, who was very interested in one of the beautiful women that was in the cult, uh, but she would not see that guy because he was not in the cult. So he called cult whistleblower and they started investigating. And so Michelle left with a few core guys. Mm -hmm. He changed his name to Andreas Mm -hmm. and he relocated to Austin yeah and then uh everybody came to Austin, and then they built a theater for him, and once it was finished, Andreas would choreograph ballets. Yeah. They would spend all year rehearsing. very
2: similar to volleyball.
0: yes, because who do you think had the best part in the ballet? <laughs> 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 this was not a time for other people in the cult to shine.
2: And by the way, the reason I'm saying very similar to volleyball, it's not because I'm insane. It's because of the other documentary we watched, The Vow.
0: Oh, The Vow. Oh, The Vow. Keith, with the headband, with the sweat headband. It's all bad fashion. It is. It is. Headband,
2: Speedo. Is it the 80s? If somebody's dressed like the
0: 80s. And it's not the 80s. It, that's it's a red the- flag. It's a mm-hmm. yellow flag at the very least. It's like, whoa, mm-hmm. slow down. Just take a yeah. one yeah, step yeah. back and take a look. Right. Yeah, he became obsessed with his appearance and plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. So he started having plastic surgery. And then he would ask other people in the cult, will you do it first so I can see how it looks? And then I'll do it.
2: Did he say it that blatantly? Or did he just have somebody do it first? And then he was like, Oh, okay. I like I like how their cheekbones look. <laughs>
0: that, I mean, my understanding from watching this and I did not fall asleep uh-huh. during it, was that he would like, you know, that somebody was the, you know Guinea pig. If you will.
2: Even if you won't.
0: Even if you won't. Those who dared to criticize Andreas were told to quote unquote drop your mind. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And Andreas would tell women, oh, this is so awful. Andreas would tell women in the Buddha field community to get abortions or they would be kicked out. No babies were ever born in this compound. And they were all together. This was like 26 years or something going on.
2: A quarter of a century this went on. That you're just... And as years go by, people look less and less attractive in Speedos, by the way. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, the Speedos and the plastic surgery and yeah. the eyeliner, it's it gets to be a lot where he's And just, the personality. The personality. Look, mm. I could get past all of the uh, everything you just named. I would be like, Great, bring it. Speedo, plastic surgery it's crazy. eyeliner. Yeah. But then uh a bad personality. Yeah, bad personality. You know, he's working. He works out and then he makes eye contact with the bird and everybody just stands around watching him making eye contact with the bird. See, I
2: told you heavy eye contact in this movie.
0: <laughs> yes.
2: But, you know, personality goes a long way. All right. But I don't know. What his I personality don't, was. I don't know what was. I guess it's just on a spiritual level because the Speedo and the personality didn't, didn't, was, didn't was do it? it for me. Mm-mm
0: yeah same so years go by years go by okay Mm -hmm. so now it's like 20 years later or something one of the eldest members sent out an email to everyone in the buddha field accusing andreas of many horrible things and the thread began to unravel and the most disturbing allegations involved andreas coercing young males into unwanted sexual relationships andreas would manipulate the young men during his therapy sessions and many male members of the Buddha field started sharing their stories of abuse.
2: I mean, this is exactly I know. like the wow!
0: I know. You know what I was thinking of? What, uh, Cheryl? What? <laughs> There's no way to know. What was the other cult one with the woman that got skinny uh, for God? Oh, yeah. Oh, what was that one called? Not skinny for God? The Way oh, Down. The Way Down. Hmm. I mean, did that also involve sex? I mean, she did end up like getting down with a younger guy, but it wasn't like Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't like these guys.
2: Mm -hmm. But yeah, it wasn't what anybody claims to stand for to begin with. What do you mean? Just goodness and um oh right you know
0: yeah no he so clearly he's manipulating people uh, the other guys I'm saying
2: the way down the oh. that religious woman like you know you go into a world that you're hoping is is goodness and right you're joining a community that is positive right and that you'll see a change in your life and the world around you and you'll right. get answers to questions and but instead people die or get raped or they, you know, and obviously it's not every time, but I mean, you know.
0: Well, right. It's about manipulation. Mm -hmm. I mean, this one person is manipulating people. Um, And now these guys are all starting to realize, oh, I thought he was just doing it with me. Mm -hmm. Now they know he was doing it with a a lot of them. And Mm -hmm. Andreas... Oh, this was so awful, too, that he told one of the women mm-hmm. to tell everyone that she had cancer.
2: Yeah. So he could act like he healed it.
0: Yeah. I mean. Oh
2: I did appreciate her honesty in the beginning, how she yeah. was just, she admitted, she was like, I was willing to do whatever and yeah. lie and say, I mean, people were so vulnerable in this documentary. It was. I
0: know incredible i was thinking the same thing and i think it i think it's so important that they did this documentary and that they yeah and that they were so candid and Mm -hmm. and like you're saying vulnerable because that it it, that's hard yeah i mean it's hard to admit that you were manipulated much less sexually assaulted or yeah uh, it's just so awful and at some point andrea said to will the filmmaker Uh i would like to make a video and tell my side okay. because all these stories are coming out Mm -hmm. and in the video he said he would not apologize and people were great stance buddy (laughs) people were (laughs) a little (laughs) confused uh and people started walking out on him yeah and there was also a little bit of rumor that he might have been in porn films Mm -hmm. But also that he was an actor, and he was in the film Rosemary's Baby. And in the documentary, we do get to see his role in Rosemary's His head turn. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, some people might describe it as an extra or atmosphere.
2: If not accidentally in the scene.
0: (laughs) He was probably just crossing the room.
2: Maybe not extra excess that's what his <laughs> scene was excess
0: <laughs> um but now this is when i was like you guys okay this is the moment in the documentary where i was i was a little angry yeah because it feels like they're rising up the group yeah. is saying no uh-huh. more we see you right. for who you are this is bullshit we are not going to take this You are a bad person. What a powerful speech, Cheryl. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And then, you know what they did? You know what they Mm. did to him? Mm. To Andreas? Mm. A few of them got on a plane and took him to Hawaii. Mm Mm-hmm. And said... Not much of punishment. (laughs) And said, don't you dare do that again. Yeah. And left. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I was like, um, am I missing something? This guy's clearly not going to become a
2: barista at Starbucks <laughs> and like earn an honest living. Well, you know?
0: Why? Why do they think that's the, the worst punishment they could? That's how nice that's these people That's the place
2: where cults are born.
0: And in niceness. In beauty. Yes. It, like,
2: yes, that's where people are wearing yes. Speedos. Hawaii. There's beautiful outdoors. Yes. Hawaii.
0: So they take him to Hawaii and uh, and you know and that I mean I don't know what a situation. Wish you. somebody
2: would drop me off in Hawaii. Just be like, "Tig, we've had enough." Actually, I do have a show in Honolulu coming oh, up. Oh,
0: what if you just stayed? Hey, what is oh. that are you being rude? No, I'm I'm being helpful. Like what if you went to Hawaii? I have a family. <laughs> well, they could come too. Oh, okay. It's like, what if you went and you were like, I only want to wear a Speedo and I'm gonna stay in Hawaii. Okay. So, now it's years later, the Buddha field was basically destroyed, all the members sort of disbanded, and then at the end of the film you see like a undercover film making. And I have to
2: say, I'm glad they did this, but it wasn't, the confrontation was very soft. <laughs> It was. <laughs> he took his sunglasses off and said, Are you being
0: a good boy? Yeah. So, five years later, I guess that this is the filmmaker that went. Will, yeah. yeah. Found uh, Andreas on the beach in his Speedo yeah. surrounded by new cult members. Right. I was watching it going, I cannot wait. Right. I can't wait. But this guy. To give it to him and then to see the FBI move on him. You know, like yeah. everybody comes out like yeah. you're under arrest. You haven't paid taxes. for the No, last, I know. I know. We all know how that scene goes. last 30 though. years of your life, you owe, and we have charges filed against you for sure. all. Th- we get it. I wanted to see it. That's what I was expecting. And okay. like you said, he takes his sunglasses off and he says, hey, are you being a good boy or a bad boy? And Andres is like, nah, kind of a bad boy. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And then credits roll. What would you have done if you
2: walked up and you busted this guy?
0: Well, I would at the very least say, can I have everyone's attention? This man is a liar. Would you have a speedo on? (laughs) <laughs> well the, I would have to you're have on a, the beach I would have to have a speeder one to get people's attention and to right. blend in okay. otherwise you would never make it up to the group you know what I mean okay. you have to blend mm-hmm. in and then I would say this man is a liar he's a porn star he w- he was in porn and in this documentary you got to see bits of the porn which I thought was gratifying that's not the right wait, word wait gratifying in what way well that you mm, that you did get to see his porn without having to search it online because I don't want to search for his porn. Oh, I online. thought
2: you were saying gratifying. Like you thought it was,
0: oh, good like porn. A, I jerked off to it. Wait, do women jerk off? Cheryl, I don't <laughs> know what you do. Okay, doesn't matter. I, so is. you would say this guy is. I would say this guy is a liar.
2: Also, why are people called porn stars if they just do porn?
0: Why are you immediately a star? Mm. You know what I mean? Well what do you you think you should just be porn actress or actor? I think so.
2: Or porn porn (laughs) ballerino. A porn (laughs) ballerino. I just find it so interesting that you can be in porn ballerino in TV and film for decades and not be a movie star. No one would ever not be a TV star. star. No. They don't play you a star. But if the first time you have sex on camera in a porn you're a star.
0: I'm pretty sure they label themselves, okay. among other things. If that's what i are saying.
2: Yeah, I would be like, this guy's a rapist. Yes. He was a, a yes. rapist. He is a rapist. Yes. He's a rapist.
0: He's a dangerous person. But that didn't even happen. So it was like, what? Why did he even search him out? I think that it's probably
2: very scary and intimidating to face your abuser. Oh, that's... I'm sure, yeah. Probably when you are in the face of your abuser, whatever degree of abuse that is, it might be hard for some people to actually do what they maybe have imagined. Right. Because that old pattern and control is right Right. there in your face. That power
0: structure that was set up for so Mm -hmm. long and... Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. That's why you need the people in the bushes coming out. And that... Cult
2: in Hawaii? Thomas thinks is still going on. Yes.
0: Yeah. But what does Thomas know? Right? If you know a guy, I think he changed his name again, didn't he? Change his name again. Thomas?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wish Thomas had changed his name. Yeah. What if um, Thomas was on the run? Isn't he the least likely? And he already has a mustache. He already you know has a I mean? mustache. Yeah.
0: Uh what if he oh, what well. if Thomas is a ballerino? Uh-huh. And we didn't know it until this moment. In but time. what would you think if I was like, Thomas disappeared? I think he's on the run. He's on the lamb.
2: Lamb. Yeah. He's on the lamb. He put on 50 pounds and he's living in a swamp. <laughs>
0: that, <you're> not, <laughs> we are not going to go down that road about how to go on the lamb. It is not okay. that you gain weight. That it's. All right. Okay. Uh, Tigger, are you ready for our final thoughts? I am. Okay, it's time for Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did not. Mm -mm, mm -mm.
2: But I felt for people deeply. I did.
0: I know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who were you attracted to? Who weren't you attracted to?
2: I would say, you know, out of the gate, I was attracted to Will. Mm. I just liked his personality and his voice. Mm -hmm. And I I was just like, I love this guy. Mm -hmm. But then I saw. David. I I can't remember the girl's name that was the one that that one guy was developing feelings for. What is her name? Sophia or. Yeah. I was like, I'd probably run off with Sophia. Uh Uh-huh.
0: I liked yeah. David. Which one was he? David. He was he had dark hair. He's he's an actor. He uh-huh. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes. So okay. he's uh he's very handsome and um I liked his vibe. Okay. Okay. That's all for this week's episode. Next week we'll be talking about Navalny. Navalny.
2: <laughs> no way to know. Which i guess we'll you can will find watch out on when HBO we hear
0: <laughs> 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 which you can find, <laughs> which you can watch on H- hbo max navalny uh are you ready for some true fan mail yes please okay this is from kirby k hey kirby k hey hey oh oh come on well
2: i heard curb and i was thinking of curb your enthusiasm oh kirby Hey, hey, Kirby, Bridget. your enthusiasm. Hey. hey, Kirby, your enthusiasm.
0: By the way, this was a comment left in our Facebook fan group. Wow. Yeah. They do
2: the deep dive search they for do. comments.
0: Snork I lost it last night and made a fool of myself. <laughs> Just as I was walking to the Ace Hotel Theater from the parking lot, Tig and Stephanie pulled up right in front of me. I started gesticulating wildly at my homemade, hey, Kirby, hey, shirt. <laughs> From behind the windshield, I could see them read and acknowledge it and smile, but I couldn't let it lie because they hadn't seen the back, where it says bowls. So I tapped <laughs> on the window. I tapped on the window and showed them. They must have thought I had lost my mind, and in a way, I had. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was the first time I had been to an event like that since lockdown, and my adrenaline got the best of me. Oh, and then I ran into. Kristen bell also parking and she was lovely and so sweet and tig killed it oh what a night oh is this the person that you were talking yeah
2: i yeah i remember this stephanie and i were stuck i could see this snark bowl was in her world where she was excited about her shirt yeah but i was blocked in the parking lot uh-huh. behind me and in front of me and on the side of me and nobody was moving and I needed to park my car to get into the show. And this woman was banging on our windows and putting her shirt up against the windows and like yelling, that's my snark bowl! I'm snark! And I was like, I was trying to process everything that was going on. And, um, and yeah, Kristen Bell and Rufus Wainwright after we parked, we were in the alleyway with them. And there were, I don't know if it was that person or some other snorkels that didn't even process. And this is me, you know, braggadocious word <laughs> that didn't even process that Kristen Bell was standing next to right. me and Rufus Wainwright. They were so excited. They were such, such a snarkable. nerds. And when we walked off, Stephanie was like, did they not? See? see that Rufus Wainwright and
0: Kristen Bell were standing here? They were excited to see you. So, oh, and by the way, that night, uh, Kristen Wig, like uh, when when I got there, I went right to the front of the line, and somebody I know said Kristen Wig is standing out there in line. I was like, why is she standing in line? <laughs> I even That's know.
2: hilarious.
0: That's what somebody told well, me. Well, good, make her wait. Yeah, she can wait. She can. But wait. But it was a fun night oh my god it was a great night oh we love our snorkels um okay tig is there anything that you would like to promote my album drawn is available Mm -hmm. and uh i still have tour dates at Mm
2: tignotaro.com and um you know the road goes on forever
0: okay oh and don't ask tig my other podcast cheryl do you have anything uh i can be seen on hbo and hbo max on curb your enthusiasm and uh the flight attendant should we do it again yeah let's do it again tig and cheryl true story is hosted by me cheryl hines and tig notaro it's produced by thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by thomas Willett, with production assistance from bobby pearson music by david susson special thanks to gabby kobasich patrick mcdonald and stephanie allen Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.